This is Atma Boda, and now what we're going to do is a deep dive into the nuts and bolts of the ultimate philosophy. If you've made it this far, you have a pretty good idea of what the end goal is of enlightenment, which is reaching a place whereby you have resilience and you can be in your bliss and in your love all of the time. Okay, so that's the first assumption here is enlightenment is when you can reach a place whereby nobody can interrupt your bliss or your love and you're experiencing these twin spheres of pleasure, okay? So you have in your mind, in, <clears throat> you are immersed in truth in your mind, okay? <clears throat> and in your heart, you feel the fire of love and you have acceptance and you have gratitude. So you have these two things happening at the same time. Mind absorbed in truth, heart absorbed with love. Okay, so that's the goal. So let's go into the nuts and bolts here. First of all, truth is inherently positive. Okay, it's a source of all inspiration. If you want to experience truth all the time, you need to polarize yourself to the positive. And I know that can be confronting to a lot of people. A lot of people don't necessarily like the idea of being positive all the time. Maybe they think there's toxic positivity or maybe they think it's not normal to be positive or in a good mood all the time. But actually, that is the ideal to strive for. And in fact, every empowered leader that you have who've made it a success of himself or herself in the past, wh whether it be in business, whether it be in public speaking, whether it be um, personalities on YouTube or what have you, these are generally speaking positive personalities, okay? So if you want to be an inspirational figure or you want to be a leader, a mover and a shaker, you need to come from a positive place. There's just no ins, ands or buts about it, okay? Positivity is king. It's always been king. Throughout history, it's been king. The only exceptions to that have been tyrants that have ruled uh, through fear, like, like Hitler, for example, is, a bad, is an example of somebody you don't want to be like. You don't want to use fear as a means of population control. I notice that in today's society, a lot of people are fearful about COVID. And it, so many people think that if you don't feel fear about it, then that means you're less safe, but actually the reverse is true. The more you experience fear towards something, the more unhealthy you become and the more susceptible to uh, disease and viruses and infections you become. It weakens the immune system. Fear weakens the immune system. This is scientifically proven. You can look it up on Google. So I'm moving faster with this podcast because there's just so much to get involved and talk with about when we're talking about the nuts and bolts. So that's, so that's number one. You want to strive for positivity, okay? Secondly, you have to recognize that there are components to your individuality. You know, a, a lot of spiritual paths, for some reason, there's this fad whereby, you know, they're oversimplifying spirituality in regards to, like, ego or not having ego. Okay, it's nothing about ego, okay? Ego, in psychology, that just means your individuality, okay? And I'm speaking this very, very fast, and maybe in the future we can have a slower, slower version of this, but I want to try to capture as much content as I can in, in this 20-minute 
episode. So first of all, you have what's called a mind. All right. I, I like to use mind and not ego just because mind is like a vehicle. All right. A mind. Uh, what is the mind? It's something that processes your information. It processes what happens from your senses. And the mind can only process one thing at a time. And you can say, well, I can multitask. That must be wrong. Well, actually, people who multitask are really oscillating their mind. Um, but still, it's one thing at a time. You can only focus on one thing at a time with your mind. You, you can focus on one several things simultaneously. It could feel like simultaneous, but it's not actually simultaneous. You're actually oscillating. You, you know, it might be a, a split second with this, split second with that, split, split second with something else. So your mind is adjusting its focus to different things, trying to be simultaneous, but actually that's an illusion. The mind can only focus on one thing at a time. And right now, because of how complex society is, a lot of people have really noisy minds and they find it difficult to find peace because their mind is talking all the time. It's very busy. So <clears throat> as you progress in the spiritual path, one of your main uh, goals is to quiet the mind and you can do that. There's different methods for that. Personally, I'm of the opinion that by loving your mind, that's the most friendly way to do it, to love and accept your mind. Don't try to kill your mind, okay? Don't try to go for ego death. That's this very dangerous and harmful path. Um, and I, in my opinion, everybody that I've encountered that proposed this concept of ego death, they are not very powerful people, okay? They're you know, because that goal, it makes you so detached that you become detached from your own life. OK, and that's not good. You, you know, it's, it's good to have some <laughs> some attachment to what's uh, what's going on around you, especially if you have some ambitions in life besides just, <clears throat> you know, being homeless or something. If you, if you actually want to accomplish things in this world, you need to be an individual. All right. And the best most superior form of being an individual is to be an inspired individual and from the individualism perspective as opposed to the collectivist perspective <clears throat> try not to get trapped into some kind of groupthink always try to find alternative perspectives okay that's how you can balance out you don't ever think that one group has all the answers they don't that's why it's so important to be an individual and to get second opinions. So anyway, the mind. So the idea is to quiet the mind, and you quiet the mind by, by focusing the mind. And the breath is a very powerful tool to focus the mind. And um, you can try to observe your thoughts, and that's a whole process. And there's many, many teachers out there that talk about different methods to um, quiet the mind. Then the second aspect to your character is the heart. And yes, there is a difference between the mind and the heart. The heart is the source of love. Not everybody can experience love in the heart because people are quite complicated these days. They're, 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 they don't have the discernment to be able to get deeper within themselves yet. But once you get deeper within yourself, you can notice that there are certain things that the heart makes you feel and there are certain things that you can that your mind can make you feel. So there's two independent um, things going on here. And the ideal with your heart is to experience unconditional love. And unconditional love is a beautiful thing. 
many people think that that's the goal of spirituality, that once you can reach unconditional love, that that's, that that's the goal. And, but actually, there's more than just the heart, okay? The heart is important, and that's an important part of, your, of who you are as an individual. But there is something else called objective truth, and you get to objective truth through the heart and also using the mind. So when you focus your mind to a point, you can reach a place whereby this one living truth can descend from the crown top of your head immersing your mind in this wonderful experience of inspiration and it can fill up your whole body even down to your heart and it's a wonderful liberating experience that is not about sacrifice it's not about giving up your ego but it's about having your mind be in symbiosis with this one living truth and that is in my opinion from everything that I've experienced this. There is nothing more ultimate than to be in a continuous state of inspired bliss by having your mind absorbed with, with the one living truth and having your heart be full of unconditional love. And when you have both of these things going on right now, your heart is loving the truth and it's indescribable. That is the most awesome ultimate lifestyle that a human being can experience. And that's really just the beginning. It's not a goal. It's not a destination. But once you are able to get to this place of permanent enlightenment, your life is be beginning. It's, that's the beginning of your life. Okay, that's, that's the real beginning of your life. Everything that came before that point is like a shadow of, of who you are. It's like, once you get to that place where you are introduced to your deeper personality and this more empowered way of living, wow. I mean, that's, it's like a phoenix. The, the legend of the phoenix dies and gets reborn out of the ashes. But what I'm describing is not ego death. What this is, is once your mind is quiet, it gets and, and you can communicate and you can commune with this one living truth, your mind becomes immersed in this inspiration. And it's like a symbiosis. It's an upgrade. It's not um, giving up anything. You're not sacrificing anything. You're not losing a part of yourself. You're gaining power. You're gaining knowledge. You're gaining wisdom. Everything about you is still you, but it's the best version of you that you've ever experienced. Okay. So <clears throat> we've talked about the mind. We talked about the heart. We talked about truth. We talked about love. What's the other important thing? Well, when it comes to thoughts. I touched upon this briefly in the last podcast. If you want to change how you think, you need to change how you believe. And if you need to change how you believe, you need inspiration in order to do that. And in order to get inspired 
the best way is by connecting your mind with this objective, primordial, absolute, living truth. And that is what is so exciting. All right, so that's nuts and bolts. So how do, how do we do that? Well, getting rid of your self-limiting beliefs are the very, very first step. All right, so the very first step is to believe that it's possible, number one. Number two, it's to believe that you can do it, number two. And then number three, to just keep immersing yourself with this ultimate philosophy. You can find uh, resources on this podcast and on the um, internet at divinity.com. And... What you'll get, you know, what what you'll be exposed with to is is different truths. Like, you are much more than you think. You are more than your mind, for example. I mean, this is not new information. This is information that there's an element of truth to every religion, and every philosophy, and every spiritual path. There's an element of a common thread of truth. And as you get more advanced, you are able to discern what that truth is and also discern what isn't the truth. And that just comes naturally over a course of time. The other thing to realize is that you are never truly alone. And any hardship that you experience in life, no matter how difficult it may seem to you, just keep in mind that there's been, how do I say this? Every enlightened master from the beginning of time has had to overcome the same things that you have, are struggling with, okay? There's nothing new under the sun. Everything that you struggle with now has been overcome before. And how you deal with these things is less about the method and more about how you even approach the situation. This baseline attitude, this baseline perspective of how you approach things in life is the greatest secret, one of the greatest secrets of life. In other words, if you have a problem you want to come from the perspective of like, okay, what is this solvable problem? Do you understand the difference here? You are preempting every situation by with a superior perspective, right? And when you're able to do that consistently, life becomes a lot easier. Let's put it that way. You come, you look at things, you don't look for problems, you look for solutions. And a lot of motivational speakers of the past, whether it be Zig Ziglar or some other motivational speaker, there's so many of them, right? There's a lot of truth with what they say. And yeah, a lot of people are triggered by these motivational speakers too, because they think it's unrealistic like how can you be positive all the time but it is true though every single success story if you go to a, an, any business organization and you look at their sales department the top 
closers, the top salespeople are very positive people. You can't be involved with sales if you are not optimistic and, and if you don't have that resilience whereby you can bounce back off of, you know, no matter what rejection somebody throws at you, you don't let that ruin your day, right? So salesmen have to learn to be resilient just to keep their job. So that is important. All right, so let's see. We got about uh, three and a half minutes left here. We've covered a lot, and I'm sure there's stuff that I'm probably going to think about and say, oh, I should have I should have talked about that in the nuts and bolts deep dive. But ultimately, life is about love. Life is about truth. Love and truth are the two most powerful and important forces in the universe, in my opinion, and from my experience, everything comes from that. In fact, I would say truth is even uh, it's ab- above love. In fact, it's mirrored in your human in the human body. If you look at it, your head is above your heart for a reason, and your head is what can connect with truth. Your heart is what can connect with love. So you have love under truth, and love under truth is the way to live. That's the most beautiful lifestyle. And the nice thing about it is you're not giving up anything. Some people might come from a pessimist, pessimistic perspective a bit and say, well, you're teaching people not to be human. It's human to feel sadness and grief and anger and frustration and despair and envy and jealousy and um, all of these different emotions, right? Well, okay. Let's close with this. Desire is the greatest enemy. It's the opposite of love. And the opposite of truth is deception. So desire and deception are the two greatest enemies of humanity. All right. And why is desire? I'm talking about external desire. If you look at what is, um, what are these different vices, right? Greed would be the desire for money. Um, what are the other vices? There's, there's, there's so many gluttony is the desire for food. So when you, when you get, when you can master desire, you've automatically mastered all of these human vices that are also mentioned in the Bible, right? In different holy texts as being, uh, these aspects of you that you need to avoid and to master. If you can master desire, you've already mastered every single negative um, thing, whether it be, you know, all, all, all of them. Um, it's, it's all rooted in desire. So, so the idea is you want to master your desire and how you do that is through love and through, um, truth. And by immersing yourself in this philosophy and have it firmly ingrained within you, this will make you more powerful. And that's what this is all about. It's about giving you back your power, your true independence. And you can't have independence without resilience because if somebody has the power to upset you just with a few words, that's not power. You want to be stronger than that. Anyway, this has been a, a quick 20 minutes already finished. So this is Abba Boda signing off and this is only the beginning for you and for everyone.